Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Had a whole bunch of people send me a story out of Canada, including my good friend Mark Phillip. And uh, this one's a little out there. Truck driver who drank nine beers before crash had alcoholism disability and must be rehired, according to an arbitrator. So that headline encapsulates the entire story. And yes, there's, there's nothing we're missing here. That's, that's it. So from the National Post, and uh, Jacob Cerebrin wrote this, uh, stories datelined out of Montreal, a Quebec trucking company has been ordered to reinstate a driver who was fired after she drank at least, at least nine beers before she lost control of her truck on a Pennsylvania highway. So, you know, I've spoken to dozens and dozens and dozens of police officers about this, and they'll tell you that if you pull somebody over who has been drinking, and you ask them, have you been drinking? Quite often they'll say yes. They'll say, how many beers have you had, or how many drinks have you had? And they invariably say, a couple, a couple. And now, most people think a couple, generally speaking, is two or about two. A couple can be a little more vague, but you know, obviously, if you're at a party and another couple shows up, you think that's two people, right? But when somebody says, well, I had a couple drinks, they know that that never translates into two drinks. It's always three, four, five, nine, or at least nine. The driver's actions amounted to serious misconduct, but her drinking was the result of a disability, and her disability is alcoholism. And so her trucking company should have made a reasonable accommodation for her disability, according to a labor arbitrator in a written opinion handed down in July. Now, the night of the accident, she needed to drink, according to the arbitrator. She admitted that even though she knew she shouldn't, the need was stronger, like something she couldn't control. So they fired her after she was involved in a single vehicle crash shortly before midnight in June. This is last year. The facts of the case say the driver stopped twice to buy six packs of beer as she drove from an area near Montreal down through Pennsylvania. She admitted she drank at least nine beers during the trip, but said she didn't remember whether she drank the final three on the road or not. After the crash, which damaged the truck but did not cause any injuries, uh, she was arrested with a blood alcohol level that was 0.18, which of course is more than double the uh, legal limit. The driver told her employer about her drinking problem about a week after the crash, one day after she sought medical help to stop drinking. She was officially fired on August 31st of last year after she had completed an inpatient addiction treatment program. Now, the arbitrator said there is no evidence that her employer asked or verified whether she suffered from alcoholism. Uh, the driver told the arbitrator that the company could have it installed, for instance, an alcohol testing device in her truck after the crash or found other work for her. The employer, meanwhile, told uh, the arbitrator that the collective agreement between the company and the union representing the drivers is clear. Drinking and driving is grounds for immediate termination of employment. And that's in the contract that they've negotiated between the parties. So the company says it's going to appeal the decision on those grounds right there, which, which sounds like a pretty good reason to appeal the decision. Uh, the company says the safety of all road users is our absolute priority. Uh, they said the decision to fire the driver was not taken lightly. 
We have a responsibility to the community to ensure that our employees meet the highest safety standards. Meanwhile, a spokesperson for the Teamsters, and that's the union that represents the driver, said it has an obligation to defend its members in work-related matters regardless of the circumstances. So road safety is also a priority for the union, the union says. We encourage drivers to respect driving laws and transport companies to put the necessary policies and tools to allow their employees to practice their profession in complete safety. He wrote, adding that the union cannot comment further because the company is appealing this decision. And so, you know, this could happen in America. Uh, It happened in Canada, but uh, it's simply a matter of whether there's a trucking company and they've got drivers who are unionized and there's a collective bargaining agreement between the two entities. And that agreement says that if you drink and drive on the job and you are a driver subject to this agreement, that's grounds for dismissal. And so she was drinking. She was driving. No one disputes that. May have had nine beers while driving through Pennsylvania. Got in an accident. Uh, The police confirmed she blew a .18. And they fired her for that because they said, well, you know, driving and drinking is grounds for termination. She appealed it saying, well, no, no, I suffer from a disability. I have a disability. My disability is alcoholism. And now, here's the thing. I've known people and I've encountered people who have a problem with drinking. Many of us have. We've, we've met people or heard about people who cannot control it. And uh, I have mentioned before, I've represented a few drunk drivers in my career. I haven't in a while. But early on in my career, I handled, I handled a few cases like that. And most of the people I encountered, I, I came to the conclusion that they had had a couple drinks uh, and lost track of it and didn't quite understand how you'd feel at point oh eight or point oh nine, And so I only had one or two occasions where somebody came into my office and they'd blown some crazy number. A lot of people had come in who were right at the threshold, right at the threshold. And so I would explain to them what's going to happen and you're going to get punished and these things are going to happen to you, but I'll do what I can to, to make it so like you won't lose your job or something. Do what I can. Uh, but many of these people, I never heard from them again. Literally, that they, they went to court, we got their situation resolved, they went through and did everything they were required to do, and then they apparently straightened up and flew right, as they say. Uh, however, I know people who handle drunk driving cases on a more regular basis, uh, and I've spoken to some of them, and they go, yeah, I've got a, I've got a problem client, I've got a problem client, uh, has been arrested a couple times this before, a bunch of other stuff alcohol-related in their past, and they clearly cannot control it. But the question is, is alcoholism a disability the same as if, say, you've lost your eyesight or you're in a wheelchair or, you know, is, is, is it the same? And I'm not sure I agree with that. Yes, it's a problem. It's something people have to deal with. And if you've got to deal with it, you have my sympathy, but you've got to do something about it. And there are certain jobs that you probably will keep yourself out of if you have a problem with alcohol. So I find it unusual that an arbitrator would say, well, your collective bargaining agreement says that you can fire somebody, immediate termination for drinking and driving, but this person here has a disability that forces them to drink. And I'd be very curious to see what happens up on appeal. I suspect this will get spun around. 
And the reason I say that is despite the fact that a lot of people are going to go, but Steve, you know how things are these days. They're tending to broaden a lot of these definitions and so on. Uh, so it very well could be that they're going to say, no, you have to make all kinds of accommodations for her, including putting like an interlock on the, on the, you know, the ignition and so on to keep her from, from driving. Well, there's a problem there, isn't there? If she's someone who drives for a living and you put a thing on her truck that says you can't drive till you blow and you have to blow below a certain limit, and she gets in her truck and she blows that thing because they've made the accommodation for her and it says you're too drunk to drive, now she can't do her job. So they've made an accommodation for her that actually comes out and says, yeah, but you can't drive right now. And I'm not sure. So I don't, (laughs) I'm not a betting man. I don't think this will stand up on appeal. But I've been wrong before. So all bets are off. So I won't put money on this. But if I had to guess, I would suspect that on appeal, they're going to go, it doesn't matter if you call alcoholism a disability I've heard it called a disease. I've heard it called an illness. I've heard it called a a behavioral problem. I've heard it called all kinds of things. We know what it is, okay? And and what you label it, still what it is. And so I suspect on appeal, it'll get turned around. But as of right now, the truck driver who drank nine beers before an accident had alcoholism disability and must be rehired, according to an arbitrator who heard the case. That's from the National Post. Jacob Serban wrote that. Mark Phillip and a whole bunch of other people sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments? Put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Yesterday, it worked. Today, it's not working. Computers are like that.